Hey, everybody. Welcome back to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast in episode 231. We are discussing the new first home savings account. Enjoy. Are you cranky now? Because I changed Just it up Just shut on up you? and start the podcast. Oh my God, you're a moody motherfucker. Welcome. This is episode 131. Oh, I thought we're not saying it's first 231. of all, it's 231. 231. And KT I thought, Confidential, the real estate you remember podcast. Remember what he said last pod, two podcasts oh, ago? Well, you did oh, it, you so can't I'm say doing the it. episode number because we might want to use it some other time. Well, you did it. That gave me permission to do it. Today, we're talking about first home savings account. That's all we're talking about today. None of the other first time. Well, okay. The, here's the thing. So uh, we came up with the idea of talking about the first home savings account because it's, it's April brand 17th. new. This came into play April 1st. That's right. It came into play April 1st. Not all banks will be on board and actively doing it just yet, but they, financial institutions. You're just driving me crazy today. The. This, the well, discussion of this came up because it's new, it's relevant, it's important, it's good for people to know about. Um, and then, and then, oh, my camera lens is scratched, it looks like. And then anyways, uh, Ariel came in with this two-page, double-sided, printed thing, and it's got all the first-time home buyer incentives, which you can... Well, I made some notes on all of these wonderful benefits that the government has, which you can bundle in together as a package to improve your overall success rate of purchasing a first home. But let's just talk about... Well, let's focus on the, the first FHSA, because I think that's important. But if you want to talk about the others, we can... Just maybe briefly, because we'll they are all very a, detailed. We'll do it in another podcast. We'll get into details in another podcast. By the way, we do have a first-time buyer's guide, which you can get in our Instagram bio. Go to the link in our bio. Scroll down. You'll see two guides that you can download for free, the Money Savings Tip Guide and the First-Time Home Buyer's Guide. Both are free downloads. We'll have to revise that. Now, with this new savings account, yes, but it's still very relevant. All of the other programs still apply. And those two guides together should help you get on your way to buying your first home. Well, and just on that, one thing I like about our guide is that it's not what I think you would get from most traditional first-time buyer guides. Well, let's be honest here. and not calling out other realtors and whatever, but I kind of am. A lot of those are purchased from, right. like, there's some kind of a company that produces first time home buyer guide tips to selling all this stuff and it's mass manufactured and right. then realtors just buy a subscription to it put their cover on it and then that's your free free download ours was beautifully and masterfully custom, designed custom made by in house mr adrian trot in house, well, and we we come up with the idea collaboratively. Yes, we don't just you know go on and say. Anyway, go download the GPT. Guide. Give me the top five home well, we buyer might now. I don't tips. know. <laughs> These are tips that are maybe a little bit um, unexpected. First time savings account. So April first. April first. What is it? It's another tool. I'll, si I'll simplify it. Okay. Because you asked the question, what is it? Yes, I did. It's basically a TFSA with some of the RRSP benefits. It's like it's the like two came together and made right. a baby. It's right. a mash of the two. Yes. Correct. 
That's right. So the way it works is as of the age of 18, you can open one of these accounts and contribute up to $8,000 annually. The nice thing with this, which is one of the uh, factors... Up to a total of 40000 Up to a total of 40000 Um And I believe you have until the age of 71 to contribute. If you, if you haven't buying bought... Your first house, if you <laughs> haven't bought your first home by the age of 70... Yeah. Um, good news. The good news... I hope you were traveling the world or doing something in a yeah. sailboat in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. So the one really good thing with this is Lost that... Lost um, the, the element from RSP that you get is it is tax deductible. Whereas the element that it pulls from the tax-free savings account is that it is tax-free. Both the, uh, any money you accrue in there through interest um, or, and, sorry, and when you pull the money out, you're not taxed on it. Yeah, it's a beautiful program. It is. Now, the one thing I really like about it is if you don't use it, because it's designed to be used as a down payment on your home. If you don't use it, you can then transfer that money into your RSP without affecting your RSP limit. Contribution. Contribution limit. Right. So you're effectively adding up to an additional $40,000 of contribution room to your RSP, which for most people is a few years of contribution. Substantial. Right. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. $8,000 is a substantial amount of money to put aside towards your first home. You see, for those of you that may have commented on our TikTok that got a lot of debate when I was saying, put your money in a savings account and people were grilling me, uh, this fucking Zoomer telling people to put money in a savings account, ha, ha, ha. Well, this is an example. So the nice thing with this account it's actually self-managed as well. So you can invest. It doesn't in, have to be. doesn't have to be, but technically you can have a self-directed account. So you can invest it in ETFs. You can invest in stocks, bonds, but you can also purchase GICs. Like right now you can get a GIC, lock it in for a year and get 4.5%, maybe a little bit more in interest. So you put that $8,000 in. So if you've got money saved up somewhere, just throw it into that account, put it in a GIC for a year, lock it in, and now you're getting interest on that money. So right. your 40000 over that period of five years could easily be fifty or a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it could be less if you invested properly well, that's what too. I was so you got to be careful. A lot of these people at you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, early 20s, whatever – just be mindful of what you're doing with those funds. So I kind of want to talk about that. I won't talk. I know you don't want to get into the details of all these other programs. So some of the other programs involve um, the first time home buyers tax credit, which is simply a tax credit on your return for the year that you purchase your home. Um, the land transfer tax rebate, which in Ontario is $4,000. So basically you're getting a $4,000 credit. The RSP home buyers plan. So again, tying in with that, you can put money into RSPs, which are specifically for purchasing a home, which you pay back uh, over 15 years. Um, and then there are other incentives that are also available through a lot of lenders now. Financial I, institutions. 
lenders, financial institutions, <laughs> banks. When, just going back to your... But hang on. So I was on RBC's website this morning. Yes. And they've got some fantastic incentives for first-time homebuyers right now to encourage them to use RBC. Just as an example, and not saying RBC is who you need to look at, but there's a lot of options. And um, people... You see, the nice thing with, with these lenders is as a first-time homebuyer, you are gold to them because they assume if you buy your first home and get your first mortgage with them, you're banking with them forever. You're you're banking with them. You're getting your credit card, your savings checking checking account. Um, oh yeah, they'll say GICs, open three more accounts and, and we'll waive fees. Waive the fees. Your renewal on that mortgage is most likely to stay with that same lender, and and so on. So so they do try and capture you at that period of time. So there are a bunch of incentives available. Sorry, you were going to say going back. I was just going to say a couple of things. One is the home buyer plan with regards to um, taking a loan out against your RSP contributions and paying that back over 15 years. The nice thing with the first home savings account is you don't have to repay it. Once you utilize it for its intended purpose, you're done. You can close the account and move on. There's no repayment at all, um, which is a nice benefit. And also, as it relates to mortgages for first-time buyers, I think it's important for them to know that you can negotiate those terms too. Sure. Uh, so you know, don't you know, just don't take it for face value. Shop around, go to a few different lenders. They want your business, so you know, get some different opinions and learn what the products are—not just the interest rates, but a lot of factors—and you know, find somebody that you're comfortable with and try to get a better deal. Um, one thing I was thinking is, you know, why are they implementing this new program? Well, obviously because housing's become unaffordable and the traditional methods don't provide adequate sources of funds for down payments. But it doesn't solve the problem of the real estate uh, problem issues with regards to escalating prices and affordability issues. It just helps people get into the market. For years and years and years, like every 10 years, we go through a cycle in real estate. And in each cycle, the previous generation looks at that and says, oh, my God, prices of homes are so high. Like, how much was your parents' first home? How much was your grandparents' first home? How much was your first home? And if you look back at those cycles of generations... Each generation can't believe what the next generation is paying for for their home and says, oh, it's going to be unaffordable. They'll never be able to buy a home. They're going to be living at home for fucking ever. Um, well, one of the next thing that's going to happen, is, and they're talking about it now as part of the new budget, is uh, amortizations being extended. Yeah. So back in it was 2006 to 2008, they extended them to 40 years. Yeah. Uh, I believe through traditional... Um, well, that got dialed back, though. Yes. It's just a two-year period they extended it. And you can still do 35 through non-traditional lenders, but it probably means at a higher rate. So people doing that are probably because they can't get the better rates through uh, or circumstances, different type of financing. But they're talking about extending it again. Yep. Which, and I was looking up other countries, places in Europe, some places do 40 still. Sure. So that will contribute to affordability also. But none of these issues the problem is, help the main problem of the lack of supply. 
Yeah, well, the root of the problem is there are, there isn't enough housing for all the people, especially with all the immigration and all the babies that have been born over the last 20 years. But um, one of the contributing factors is people aren't saving money early enough in their life. Right. We are trained by businesses. We are trained by social media to spend money. And we are trained to do that at a very young age. We are caught in a world of paying for apps, paying for recurring subscriptions, um, wanting to have the latest in clothing and shoes, have the nice car, have the good haircut. Well, not including everybody. Give this guy a break, poor guy. <laughs> I'm just ragging on him. Robbie cut his own hair. Um, As we do. Yes. I give myself a haircut every week. Um, so the problem is we're not conditioned as... There's a lack of financial literacy. and there, There's a lack of financial education from school. Elementary school, high school, college, yeah. university. They're teaching the wrong things in school, not teaching you how to save money. And then how many parents now are really educating their children and helping them come up with that savings plan enabled to enable them to purchase a home? Or anything. Just investing. Well... Because saving towards a home is what I'm talking about. Okay. And it's only when people get old enough now and maybe they start a relationship and they speak with their partner and all of a sudden family comes into discussion, got to move out of parents' home. What's the first thing that you, a lot of people are doing? They're renting. And now all of a sudden the money starts getting sucked out because you have living expenses, but you're not paying down a mortgage. It becomes more difficult to save. It's easiest to save when you're living, quote unquote, at home. Yeah. And when you're 17, 18, 19, certainly when you're 19, 20, 21, and you're going to the bar on the weekends and you're dropping a hundred bucks because you ordered some chicken wings, a couple of beer, you know, whatever, that adds up. Well, at that age, I'd be charging rent. Yeah, I paid I paid 300 bucks a month rent to my yeah, dad. I was four. Yeah. I think that's common. Yeah, well, that was also 25 years ago, but... Um, that's still reasonable, though, for, I think. Maybe we were getting ripped off. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. To rent the room. I don't know what I would charge our kids, if anything, but... Well, th um, there's little things that I do, like it, it's not uncommon. And we'll go to the grandparents' house, they'll get five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, just as like a little gift when they leave. So, our rule of thumb is they add two thirds of it, they save. And, you know, when they're able to invest, they'll invest, or when they understand that concept a little bit more. And then a third of it, they can put aside for the, because they always say, oh, I want to buy a weird things. I don't even know what they're called anymore. Always some new toy. But I always say, well, a third of it can go towards that. The stuff. beautiful thing about the younger generation now is that they actually have the ability to hustle and make money when they want to, because it's much easier now 
things like selling their stuff on eBay or on Facebook Marketplace. Like I know a lot of younger people, some of which which are in our organization or were, that you know you're done using those shoes, you post them on Facebook Marketplace and you sell them. Um, it's what you do with that money, and you have a part time. You're going to school. I wouldn't say that's hustling. That's being that's being no, smart. No, no, but, yeah. Okay. But people now have the ability and know how to make little side hustles. Yeah. Where you and I growing up, having a side hustle. Well, it was very different. Like for yes. you, you like sports cards. Yes. For me, it was shoveling driveways. Okay. But, you know. but sports cards and, and buying, selling, trading sports cards, which I did in my very young years from like eight to 14, collectibles, I would say, sports collectibles. It was primarily done with my schoolmates and my neighborhood. Right. I didn't have eBay to say to the no, world, of I have this card. Does anybody, anybody want to buy it for a hundred bucks? No, I had to go to my friend Jason and say, hey, Jason, look what I got. You want to buy it? And so it was a whole different kind of hustle. But my point is, it's what you do with that money. Because a lot of people will take that money and then spend it somewhere else. Right. Instead, now, my bad. No caller ID, too. Um, now you've got this first home savings account. That's exactly where, even if it's a few hundred bucks, just put it in there. Forget about it. Put it in there. Forget about it. Put it by the end of the year. You'll be surprised how much you save. You start young enough. And in five to 10 years, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. Five to 10 years, you've put that money aside. It's amazing what that can do. This is a great, great plan. I'm very happy to be able to offer this to first-time home buyers as a realtor. You know, you bundle this in with all of the stuff. You, you keep an open mind to where you're going to buy your first home, what type We've talked about this in a recent podcast. Go back and watch it. Um, where is that first home going to be? It might not be in your ideal in your ideal location. What's that home going to look like? It might not be your forever home. It won't be. Keep an open mind. Put some money aside. You'll be a first-time homeowner. So and if, if people are struggling with, well, do I put it into the RSP to take advantage of the home buyer's plan or do I put it into the FHSA? I would say start with the FHSA and max that out first. Because that one's well, you're still getting the tax credit. The tax credit, tax you're not free, getting taxed on it when you pull it out. Earnings, you can still invest it in all the same places. And then if you decide not to use it, it's you a no-brainer. And you're <clears throat> open the account immediately because you don't start accumulating space until it's opened. Right. Whereas with the RSP, you start accumulating contribution room the moment you begin work, mm-hmm. and that accumulates indefinitely. Um, that's my two cents. Yeah. That's a good, uh, pretty well, a good summary. Thanks. Are we done? I guess so. That's all I had to say. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Bye. There you have it. Hopefully this information was helpful for our first-time home buyers or you parents with kids who are approaching that age. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for other first-time home buyers, leave a comment and subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode.